This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome back for episode four of the Hammers Unrestricted Podcast. This week we're going to be giving our thoughts on the loss of Old Trafford and where it went wrong. We'll then recap the rest of the sides in the race for Europe and then take a look at our next opponent's Arsenal. I'm your host James Woods, writer and editor of WestHamZone.com. Be sure to check us out for all your latest West Ham news seven days a week. I'm joined today by Jimmy. Last night was a letdown, wasn't it? Yeah, I can't lie to you, Woody. It was a little bit bleak last night. It wasn't the best watch for us. No, a bit boring, wasn't it? You know what, let's, let's get right into it today. So, um, first half, we've discussed already, was was awful. No attempt on goal for us whatsoever. Uh, Greenwood, denied by Fabianski, hitting the post, and Rashford with his two-headed chances that he missed. Gets away from Diop well for one of them. Uh, the second one, a headed effort saved by Fabianski. Nothing really going for us in the first half. You know, there was no no attacking threat. We got up the pitch a couple of times, but kept giving it away. So we swapped Johnson over to the right wing, um, Bowen going over to the left. Within 10 minutes of 1-0 down, a known goal through Craig Dawson, which is a shame. Now, you know, as Gary Neville said on Sky, he should have cleared his lines really, but he left it for Soufal, who actually did well to tuck it behind for a corner. But, you know, a known goal from the resulting corner was a shame. You know, Moyes decides to then bring on Ben Rama and Lanzini for Noble and Johnson and goes attacking. Uh, completely different game after that. So frustrating for us to to go there and set up as a defensive unit with five at the back when you've got those attacking players on the bench. Yeah, there's a reason we're fifth in the table and it's just frustrating that he's gone up there to defend rather than try and bring the points home. Uh, I mean, after that, nothing changed for us. Greenwood did the post. Fabianski saved twice from Fernandes, I believe. We didn't really do anything to note, did we? Henderson didn't have one meaningful save to actually make. It's just disappointing. Where do you think he went wrong, mate? Well, I didn't like that performance at all last night. Um, I think there was a lot of things wrong with it. Um, I don't mind losing at Old Trafford. Of course I don't. But there's ways you lose. And this wasn't one of them. And it, it didn't look good. I think there was a number of reasons why we lost. Um, just looking at the tactics first in the shape. I mean, it was a deep back five with three holders in front and for me that doesn't work I mean there's not enough pressure high up the pitch and it it just invites um, the opposition on and it's such a long time to soak up all that pressure and rarely can you keep them out um, I'm trying to remember another game earlier in the season remind me of Brighton uh, when we drew to all and we were poor that day and it was a similar situation we played five at the back three centre mids and on that day, Noble and Bowen was um, pulled off at half time because it just didn't work. And he'd done it against United in the Cup earlier. It was a poor, poor performance with this formation. And he's done it again. And for me, it just, he should learn from his mistakes. I think this should be the final time we see that, that trio in the middle for me. Uh, it doesn't work. I know to my second point, we did have personnel issues. I know Noble normally doesn't get the start, but we have Ben Rama on the bench. He's a big summer signing and we'd rather change the whole system than cater for just Ben Rama. I don't understand it. And it does make me wonder if we've got any confidence in Ben Rama to do any defensive work because it'd be Wan-Pazaka he'd be tracking. It's not Luke Shaw on the other side. 
It's Wan Pazaka. So if you're not trusting him to defend against him, who are you going to trust him against? But you do have to give United their credit. They moved the ball nicely. They created a lot of chances. I thought Greenwood looked lively throughout. It did really show missing Lingard and Fournals. It really did show that we don't have that attacking flair from everywhere in the park. And yeah, there were big misses tonight in Fournals and Lingard. Yeah, I completely agree with you, mate, to be honest. I mean, it, it's, it's difficult, you know, going up to a team like Man United, losing Lingard, obviously, who's been excellent for us. I know we've only had him for six games and, you know, we had a good season before he actually came into the side. We were still near the top half of the table anyway, which is one of the reasons that he was convinced to come and join us. But, you know, losing him, losing for now, so his legs in the middle, as we've said before, he, he does get about and he's always going to put a challenge in. And he's looking so much better in the league now as well. He's looking so much more comfortable since when he first came over. I mean, l- l- last week I was praising Noble and I don't take any of that back. Noble's a legend and he is. I just felt like a lot of the game last night passed him by. He shouldn't be playing against a team that's got people like Fernandez, that's got Rashford, that's got Greenwood, players that can hurt you quickly and with a lot of pace. And they have a lot of wits about them. And I think Dawson as well suffered last night. I don't know if you thought that, but he couldn't just cope with the pace, could he, on the counter-attack? He was much better suited to when we had the uh, the back three in the first half, sitting compact. Didn't, we didn't really play badly in the first half in terms of defending. We actually did quite well. We did what he asked us to do. But it's in the second half when he changed formation and we started chasing the game. And you've got Dawson, who is now sitting up on the halfway line compared to sitting on the edge of his own box. And you know, those counter-attacks from Greenwood and Rashford, they were giving him nightmares. Absolute nightmares. He couldn't handle it, could he? Well, I mean, even his bread and butter, two balls come across the six-yard box and he leaves them for Soufal to deal with. And Soufal doesn't expect either one of them. And it's not a good look. And, of course, the own goal. Uh, I don't want to go too hard into Dawson because if anyone deserves to have a poor game this season, it is him. And these things do happen, so... I'm willing to write it off as a one-off and I'm sure he'll be back stronger next week. Yeah, so just picking up on the point you made earlier on about the formation and the, the, the shape that we went up there with five at the back. So we, we've we've done this a couple of times now where we've gone away to teams or we've played teams that are perceived as better than us in the table. So Liverpool twice we've played and we've lost three both times. Really disappointing now given where they are on the table. We've lost twice to Manchester United, which, you know, as you said last week, is our rival now, I suppose. And you've got to be beating your rivals. I just thought we're showing too much respect to these teams when going and setting up defensively. So, just to go over what Redknapp said last night, he said, if we want to get to the next level, you know, the next step, then we've got to start getting results in these games. We've now lost away at Chelsea, 3-0. We lost away to Liverpool and we lost at home to Liverpool. We lost to Arsenal, which is really disappointing. And both the Manchester clubs. With the Manchester games, you've got you've got City away where we lost 2-1. And you look at the disappointment on some of the players' faces, um, Soufal in particular. And like, didn't feel like I lost that game because we went and we we really gave it a go. We took the game to City and you know we were unfortunate to lose that one really. But last night just felt like there was no there was no guts with it. Went up there, you know, not a very exciting team selection at first when you're seeing. Noble Johnson in there, who is obviously going to be a defensive setup. I just feel like the, the hard, the hard work and the the respect that Moyes earned from that performance away at Manchester City has been completely undone by the way he went shaped up last night. What do you think? Well, I think this is the difference between the best teams and the good teams. This is the difference, 
Um, that you mentioned United game earlier on in the season. We had a great first half. We we walk away from that game losing three one. That's the difference. The difference in quality and consistency. And don't get me wrong, we're a good side, but at times this year, especially against the traditional top six, it has been exposed. And don't get me wrong, we are on a good run, but I think everyone just needs to manage expectations on what we can achieve, you know? Like, let's not get too carried away because the squad does have limitations and Moyes is getting the best out of them. So when we come unstuck against a top six side, I mean, it's not surprising. Don't get me wrong. It doesn't condone what happened last night because at least you have to give it something. But it is understandable. But you say it's disappointing. He's, he's getting the best out of the players that he's got. Fair enough, he is doing that. But he's not done that all season by sitting with five at the back. He, he changed it up when Masaku got injured. And he's gone with a back four and he's gone with three attacking midfield players. And, OK, personnel, he had a couple of injuries last night, but he, he had the subs on the bench in Ben Rama and Lanzini who came on and changed the game for us to show that we could have started in that manner and he just chose not to. And it does just send out a bit of a negative message, really. Like, you, you look at United and they... OK, they were supposed to be without Rashford. He obviously came back, but they, they didn't have Pogba, didn't have Cavani, didn't have Martial. There's three world-class players there. You know, no De Gea either. Henderson is a good second keeper, but I just see it as an opportunity missed. And when you've got... Everton losing, Spurs losing, Chelsea dropping points. It is an opportunity missed. I just can't look at it any other way than that, and I am disappointed with it. I like it. I agree. I'm disappointed with it. And as I mentioned, there is ways to lose, and that isn't one of them. And this was a United team that we could have got at. I mean, people were comparing Rice and Suchek to McTominay and Fred, going, who would you rather? Who should be at the bigger team? Who's got the best partnership? So the fact that we allow both of them so much space is so disappointing. Um, and yeah, like we've mentioned it, Moisey has got a lot right this season, but this is just a night where he got it wrong. So you mentioned Ben Rama earlier on, Jim, and him coming on yesterday with Lanzini. We, we did look more positive when he was on the pitch after the game. So we signed Ben Rama from Brentford. Uh, 17 goals last season in the Championship is a sign of a top-quality player. Hasn't quite hit the ground running yet for West Ham. Jim, do you think we're utilising him properly? Well, I don't think he's had the easiest start to life at the London Stadium. Uh, I'm not sure if Moyes fancies him or trusts him over four nows at this point. Um, I think he's made 10 substitute appearance this year. He's had a few impacts here and there, but he really isn't the big signing that we thought he was going to be in the summer window. Yeah, so you know, I'm just going to pick up on what you said there, the 10 substitute appearances. He's made 20 Premier League appearances for us now. 10 have been coming off the bench. So that's 20 games of football or 1,800 minutes worth of football there. And he's only featured for 1,066 minutes overall. So it's a lot of time sitting on the bench and not being used. So four assists he's got this season. The first one coming in the 1-0 win at home to Fulham, where we didn't play particularly well. People tend to forget about that. He really he set up Suchek really well in the last minute of that game to tuck in for 1-0. He assisted the winner for Jared Bowen in the following home game where we beat Aston Villa 2-1. Uh, he also picked up an assist away to Villa in the 3-1 win and he picked up a late one where he came on off the bench again against Sheffield United. 
So there's only been four games where he's been given a full 90 minutes to showcase what he can do for us. And one of those was in the FA Cup against Doncaster. Again, a game where he played really well and he got an assist in. Why do you think Why do you think he prefers playing four nows over Ben Rama? I think it just comes down to a question of, does he fancy him? Can he trust him for the big games? And you look at four nows, you know exactly what you're going to get with him. The, the work rate, the defensive output, he can't match it. Yeah, I, th- I think just he's not in Moyes' good books at the moment. I think him putting in Noble ahead of him speaks volumes, changing the system because he doesn't feel like he can um, put the same output as for now. I think it speaks volume. And I know these stats, we can read into them sometimes too much. I think it's just simple. When a manager doesn't fancy her, the manager doesn't fancy her. So one reason for this could be the sign of Jesse Lingard. So the six Premier League games that Lingard has played, that Ben Rama's only started those games twice, and that's the 3-1 win away to Aston Villa and also the 2-0 home performance against Leeds, where they actually show that they can play well together. They can play in the same system. I just feel like Lingard's come in and taken his minutes. He's come in and... He offers you more going forward because he's quicker and because he's more accurate with his shooting. But he actually has also shown that he can get back. So just in regards to going forward for Ben Rama, I mean, last night wasn't really a good indication of what Moyes has got in store for him. So like you say, change formation. I know he went up there to defend and he didn't want to go up there with the attacking players that we would normally have, but it does look a bit bleak for him at the minute at West Ham. He still hasn't scored a goal for us. He's provided four assists, fair enough. But compared to his, you know, goal involvements last season, it's not the sort of numbers that he was producing at Brentford, is it? I mean, it is a big step up um, from the Championship to the Premier League, and maybe he's just feeling that. I do think his future does like West Ham. He is a great um, player. You can see that he's got good, good feet. Uh, he's got a good range of passing, shooting, and like you said at Brentford, he showed all of that. So, I think once a f- you, once that first goal goes in, once a few pieces fall into place, and then I think he'll be fine. I'm not Mate, too worried about him, but I do think we just need to keep an eye on how he progresses. He's looking like a bit of a confidence player, isn't he? Like We've seen a few times, I think in particular the two games against Leeds, where he's shown on the halfway that he can just drop a shoulder and beat a man or send the defender the wrong way. And He's shown in the quality of his assist as well. The one in particular for uh, Shuchek in the, in the win against Fulham, which is class, and to have that composure at the very end of the game, I thought was great. But you know, we're, we're forgetting in that in that Fulham game, he did give away a penalty at the very end. And, you know, Lookman, we were let off with an with awful Penenka effort. But maybe it stems back to that. Maybe Moyes has just lost a bit of confidence in him because of that. You know, he's not the man at the moment that we thought we were signing. 17 goals last season in the Championship showed you know, what sort of attacking ability he has got. But I've got full faith in him that will turn it around. And, you know, in Moyes, we trust, as we do keep saying. All right, so I guess we'll start with the team above us, which is Chelsea. Um, high praise from you in particular last week about them saying about their top four hopes and how you think they can even pip Leicester. So Chelsea went and drew nil-nil up at Ellen Road. A fantastic result for us. Really, really good performance from Leeds, actually, to hold them out. An entertaining draw, as you said to me earlier on, actually. Um, I, I watched the full game. I know you did as well. I thought it was actually quite entertaining, to be honest. So you've got Chelsea hitting the crossbar, uh, a deflected effort off Luke Aylin that went on to Lorente and come off the crossbar, just comically went straight into Meslier's hands. I thought it was class. 
And then you've got Mendy tipping Roberts's chip onto the crossbar a couple of minutes later. Uh, Mendy made another good save in the second half to deny Rafinha from close range. Other than that, I mean, not loads to report. Uh, like we say, an entertaining 0-0 draw, a really high-tempo game, as you come to expect with Leeds and Chelsea. Um, any thoughts on the game, Jim? Yeah, I think Chelsea will see that as two points dropped, especially with us um, sort of beating them the other week. But like you mentioned, it was a, it was a good watch and a, not a bad start to the weekend. Uh, and also, as you say, a good result for us. I mean... We can still go above Chelsea if we win our two games in hand. They play 29 games now. We play 27. There is a three-point gap. So that's a lovely little boost we've got there and an incentive to look forward to. I mean, so that's Chelsea. Jim, I know you watched the Everton game. So what do you think? Um, yeah, it was good. I thought Calvin Lewin looked a bit sharp, got his goal. And there was a great goal from McNeil. And he must have thought he'd scored the goal of the weekend uh, before Lamella done what he done in the North London derby. Um, but yeah, it was a great finish from him. And yeah, a rare win for Sean Dyche on the road. Um, but yeah, I'm sure they'll be safe this year. Everton have looked woeful at home though, haven't they? And, you know, I guess when I gave my prediction last week, I didn't really consider that. Not a really good result for them. And I think I mentioned Alan last week as well. You said Hammers has just gone off injured, well, gone away injured. And I said Alan coming back is a big gain. But McNeil left him in the dust, made him look silly then. Like you say, stuck it in the top bracket here, didn't he? Great finish that was. Um, and the injury issues keep on coming for them because Decore is out now and it really is going to damage their chances of getting pushing for that top four. Yeah, I think I might be wrong on my prediction already, but I'm happy to be wrong, mate. I'm happy to be wrong. And then I suppose you could have the main event of the weekend, which came on before us. It was a North London derby between Arsenal and Spurs. Um, a great result for Arsenal, a great result for us, really, looking at the table with a 2-1 win, having gone one goal down to that quality Rabona there from um, Lamella. Goals from Odegaard and the penalty from Lacazette to make it 2-1 Arsenal. Really nice to see. What do you think of the game, Jim? I mean, that was an important game, I feel, in uh, both of their seasons. I mean, both of them were on the upswing, you know, Arsenal having uh, good results in Europa League of late. Um, same with Tottenham. So you really felt it was was important uh, for both of their seasons. But yeah, Arsenal looked a lot better. I was I was a bit surprised by that. Bale, ineffective. We were singing his praises a few weeks ago, saying he looks lively. But yeah, um, I have strange. to give a lot of praise to Arsenal for that pro uh, performance. It's strange of Arsenal. I mean, they've got rid of the likes of Kolasinac, Mustafi's gone, Socrates, Ozil. And they just look like a bit of a, a different atmosphere around the players now. They're, they're all a bit more up for it, aren't they? Well, you never know exactly what you're going to get with Arsenal, but they're they're building a nice young team there. You know, Smith Rowe Saka coming in with a lot of attacking talent, and you know what? From the start of the season, fans are calling it boring, but now they're actually quite exciting to watch. Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. To be honest, I enjoyed the game yesterday. You say the young English lads that are coming through; they've got Odegaard as well. I think Saka's a really exciting player, isn't he? particular Smith Rowe as well had a great game down the left I just think we need to have a quick mention for that Lamella goal though. that was class wasn't it that was so class I mean that's a special goal I mean it's rare that you'll see that with no backlift and to just curve it with that swaz into the bottom corner uh, unbelievable and yeah he's done it before and I'm sure he'll do it again so that's Arsenal winning three of the last five games, which brings them to the London Stadium on Sunday uh, in great form to face us. Probably one of their best runs of the season, isn't it? I mean, at the start of the season, it was looking uh, pretty bad for Arteta's men. There was questions about his job. But 
I think slowly he's moved a bit of Deadwood, like we spoke of in January, and it's really helped the side. He's bringing in young players. And, you know, it's not the Arsenal of old, but they look like a team on the up. Where do you think are going to be the key points for the game for us to sort of damage Arsenal? Uh, I think we have to pressure him high up. We know they want to play out from the back and sort of the opposite of what we've done against United, essentially. I think we need to play with three attacking high attackers and I think we will because Lingard will be back and he'll be a massive help. And yeah, we really need to press the centre mids. We've seen in the last few weeks, Danny Sabayo, Shaka, they've got a mistake in them. So we need to play with high pressure up the pitch and put pressure on those centre mids because like I've said, we know they've got a mistake in them. Yeah, a great point there about Lingard. He almost forgetting that he's got to come back into the side, really, isn't he? I mean, four goals in his first six games, an assist and two penalties won. We really missed him against United. It's a shame he couldn't play. I do think he is going to be back with a vengeance and he's going to want to do some damage to Arsenal. He's had a good record against them in the past, I believe. So, Jim, where do you think Arsenal's main attacking threats are going to be coming from? Where are we going to have to look out for? Well, um, they've got a very strong left side. I mean, you've got Saka who can play left mid and Tierney, who loves to get up the pitch. Sue Fowl out there, he's going to need support from maybe Bowen uh, if he's starting the game. And I think it's really important that we win that battle on that side because uh, I feel like that's where the goals will come from. They look really good down the left against Spurs, didn't they? Tierney and Smith-Rowe linking up really well down there, and that's where the main attacking threat came from, especially for the first goal. Yeah, Tierney's looking like a real player now. He uh, came from Celtic last season. I think he had a bit of bit of difficulty with settling into the club at first. He dislocated his shoulder against us in the game at the London Stadium. He picked up a couple of injuries, but he's starting to look like a real player, and I think that is where the main threat's going to come from, you're right. One battle that I'm looking forward to seeing is actually going to be Antonio versus David Luiz. Uh, David Luiz didn't play in the reverse fixture earlier in the season when we were defeated 2-1, but Antonio had quite a lot of joy pulling onto Rob Holden, you know, a player that isn't really renowned for his pace. And Antonio draws fouls, and you know David Luiz is more than likely to make those fouls given the opportunity. I think we could get a lot of joy of Antonio this time. We know David Luiz always has a mistake in him. Pressure high up the pitch is going to be key for us. I know they can play it about, but I really do think we can uh, force a mistake just as long as we play a high-tempo game. I think it's important we do still take this game seriously. Our Arsenal, you know, despite their woes this season, are still a top side. and Arteta has got them playing well at the moment and they've got some real strong players in that team now. Thomas Partey looks quite powerful. Like we've mentioned, Odegaard, the young wingers in... Uh, Smith, Rowan, Saka, Tierney as well. There are some really top players in there. And if, if we go into this game thinking we're going to win it, we will come unstuck. Arsenal do have a good record against us. Uh, for me, if we have any aspirations of top four football, nothing but three points will do at the weekend. It's, it's a must win. I, I think we can lose and then maybe settle for fifth. But I think it would just before the international break, I think it'd be a huge, huge uh, loss. Like we've already mentioned, though, with, with Spurs dropping points, with, with Everton dropping points, Chelsea dropping points, we're not going to get that two weeks in a row. I just don't see it. So it, it's got to be three points, really. Nothing less than that. Otherwise, it's going to be back-to-back disappointing results for us. What do you think of the game, Jim? You got any predictions for me? It's going to be a tight game. I'm just going to give us the edge. Uh, 2-1 win. I can't see him keeping a clean sheet just as long as we play attacking football. And it's going to be crucial that Lingard and Antonio attack. So just as long as um, they're on top form, I can see us grabbing a few goals. See, I'm confident of us as well, actually. I think Lingard coming back into the side is huge and he's going to be rested as well. 
They have a long week off. I, I fancy us to score two or three. I'm going to go with 3-1, actually. And, you know, we've got a few Arsenal fans that listen. I know we do. Georgie, D-man, bastard. I know you're listening. Um, I think we're going to do you, boys. I think it's going to be a 3-1 win. I fancy Lingard to bag twice and Antonio's going to score. So that's about all we've got time for this week on the Hammers Unrestricted podcast. You've been listening to James and Jimmy. Any last words, Jimbo? Always a pleasure, Woods. And, you know, if anyone's listening, um, just remember, um, pass the pod if you can. Every little helps. That's Pete, that's Crouchy, that. We can't nick that.